0: We never walked on the moon Elbows ain't dead You ain't going crazy It's all in your head Let me tell you It's
1: all interpretation Oh my To find the truth You gotta read between the lines Damn it, Bobby Work out your own salvation You are the best of white people oh,
0: This path It's hard to define If it's more than a place It's a state of mind that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Jerry, just remember, it's not a line if you believe it. You should never be allowed to talk to people. There
1: is a fine line between genius and madness.
0: Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, masses hysteria. God bless America. Well, oh, Mark. Is back in the saddle, and I bet feeling really not worse for wear, right? Or actually, if it were no, not feeling Duct worse
1: tape, for... I wouldn't be here.
0: <laughs> wow, duct tape has got me sealed to the saddle, friend. Oh, I thought you were making a reference like I keep you duct tape to your, you know, to your job. <laughs> no, no, As no, no. Beat actually, the... now that I think about it, duct tape could have been handy
1: the last couple of days.
0: But <laughs> <man>. uh... <laughs> did yeah. you happen to see late yesterday afternoon Fetterman um, in? Uh, When one of the news reporters asked him uh, what he thought about Biden, uh, and the, and McCarthy putting forth the idea that we need to look into, uh, impeaching him, Biden Mm -hmm. and Fetterman looked like he was auditioning for the remake of young Frankenstein and he ain't playing the Gene Wilder part, you know, Yeah, it was strange. I saw it going all crazy and uh, it was like, he can't express himself because He's about a seven-year-old now. No, a four-year-old. And I think at one point, I think I heard the reporter say, does somebody have a diapy? I think, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, (laughs) it's kind of scary when you get right down to it, Mark. But yeah,
1: I thought maybe it was time for an injection or something.
0: You know,
1: (laughs) somebody got, somebody got his inhaler. He's, he's, he's crashing. Come on.
0: Thing is, is he, that's him now. That yeah. is Fetterman's life now. It is, yeah. that's who, that. it's the shell of the person he was. But the sad reality is that the Democrats don't care. They care more about party politics than they care about anything else. And it just goes to show you that they, the characters that they put in office are just that. They're not mm. people. They're characters yeah. in some kind of weird cosmic play. And Fetterman, Biden, both have the same doctor, apparently. You know? <laughs>
1: Well, the left cares more about power and control than they do anything else. And they put people into position who will rubber stamp whatever they want done. And so that's why we have people like Fetterman and, yeah, Biden. And this is something I've said before. The reason that Biden's our president is because they knew where every bit of dirt was on him. And they said, you're going to be our guy. You're going to do everything we tell you to do. And uh he and his wife were probably like, "Yeah, but uh we have uh, the onset of Alzheimer's we have all this going on. It's time to retire, and they said, No, yeah. you didn't understand us. You will do these things, mm. <laughs> and so that's why we have him as the president now. Well, that, and the fact, that he's always been power mad and he would love to love the idea of being president, and his wife apparently loves the idea as well and then there's Fetterman who's who was basically incapacitated, the mm-hmm. guy couldn't carry on a conversation. Still can't. How, how do how do people vote for some? I don't care who the opposition is.
0: Right. How do you vote for someone who is that incapacitated? Right. And how do you go along with your party when they think this is the best choice you've got? It's not the best choice you yeah. have. It's the best choice chance for winning this election cycle. And I'm telling I you just that okay. there should be an independent, I believe now, we need to have a three-panel independent council that actually we call on of doctors. We're talking doc, medical doctor, a shrink, and then probably a drug counselor. Most of these people are on drugs, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, that's the only thing that explains their decision-making process, Mark. Them <laughs> and administrators at most colleges these days, all on drugs. That's what it is. These are all the dregs of the 60s, man. These are the people that were – these are the, the dorks at Woodstock are running things now. They were too dorky. To be- To be part of the crowd at Woodstock. Now it used to be
1: a comedy line in sitcoms. Are you high? You know, (laughs) it used to be the question was the joke, and now
0: it's serious. Are you high? Right? Excuse me. Excuse me. Are you high? You know what? Okay. (laughs) The politicians are older than us. They all. I mean, you think at some point in time you hit an age where you're looking at politicians and thinking that's a good young. I'm. I'm really hoping I can get behind this guy and help him see the light. Blah blah blah. Now, when I look at politicians, I think. Wow. One day I'll be their age and I can run for office. No, I'm (laughs) almost ready for retirement. Mark, my gosh, these people have to be drug. Think about it. Nancy Pelosi, her, she and her husband based uh, purely not just her, her husband was already wealthy, but Nancy Pelosi's own personal net worth. It's into the, it's gotta be over a hundred million now because it Mm -hmm. was at 40 million at the end of 2009 because yeah. of things she did as Congress, uh, Congress as the, well, House Speaker, actually. That's when she really ran that race. Boy, she tripled mm. her net worth in 18 months as Speaker of the House. 18 yeah. months. Can you imagine wow. that? Now, if yeah. I tripled mine, I'd be able to go both. I'd be able to pay for both of us to eat in a Mexican restaurant if I tripled Ooh. my net worth.
1: <laughs> but, and now she's, what, 83 and decided oh, she's running again. Yeah. Yeah. A, another, t- it's, a, it's a two-year term in the house, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so she's she's looking at uh, working until uh-huh. she's at least eighty-five. And
0: or I don't have 86. a big problem with that because you know I have a I don't have a problem with people wanting to be active and working, but there is a certain mm-hmm. point where they now because of modern medicine, we got Feinstein and they're trying to shoot people with a shotgun, you know, and <laughs> thinking it's okay and interrupting people when they say we just need you, we need you to vote present, okay, <laughs> just, just say here. To- you just We're say, doing I'm here look, <laughs> it's first grade it's first day it's roll call when mm-hmm. they say Diane Feinstein say here and comes to, <laughs> Dianne Diane Feinstein well thank you very much for this time today i'd like to talk to you about this uh, <laughs> review from the school calendar year 1979 i'm a little disconcerted about this uh uh, disco who, who, dance. Who we're having a homecoming. Yep. There you go. It's like, and the thing is they've upgraded most of these. It used to be the Teddy Ruxpin, you know, where they had a little cassette tape. Yeah, yeah. Now it's that really <laughs> small little disc. That's what it is. Next. It's going to be oh an implant. My gosh. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's a sad situation. It really is. And we
1: stuff. have, I, well, I've said before, why do you run, you said something about being active, staying active, staying busy, working, doing things like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's wonderful. Right. I, I'm all for that. I, I, I'll use my mom as an example. She's, right. she's 89. She stays active. She's out in the yard. She's working on her plants. She's, uh, she's planting things, uh, like at springtime we went in the, when spring was coming, we went to, uh, to the local hardware and we picked up some plants that she wanted to put in the ground and the things that she does every year. And we got those and she's out there planting. She's regularly out there watering, watering and picking the weeds out of her flower beds and things Mm. like that. And she stays busy doing that. She stays busy doing other things. And she's Mm. always been that way, but being a member of Congress. No, Mm. no, no. She's, she's still as sharp as a tack, but she wouldn't do that. I mean, there's only so many hours she's going to give you a day because she's tired the rest of the time. And she, and at that age, you should be, I mean, <laughs> you know, you really should be. So Nancy Pelosi needs to go home to her expensive side-by-side stainless steel refrigerators and eat her, her extremely expensive, uh, custom-made gourmet ice cream and leave the rest of us alone. Just live all of, off of all of that ill-gotten gain she's put in the yep. bank over the years. Just go, just and go, they please.
0: For whatever reason they can't, they're like gambling yeah, like, at the table. They cannot like, walk away until they're
1: done. I don't know. I think some of them, that's what it is, but I think others, they, I think some are committed to the cause and they will not retire until they feel like they can't go any further. And right. others, they realize I still haven't delivered on the promises I made to these people who funded my campaigns and they're going to, when I retire, right. I'll come down with something and die. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think about the people who have said anything that the party didn't want them to say, and yeah. they end up on the Clinton list, the Obama list. I mean, <laughs> you really have to look at it and go, "Okay, where did?" Um, oh, the comedian Rivers, Joan Rivers. Remember when Joan said, "Yes,
1: yes." Oh, we we've already, already have got a one. tranny in the.
0: Already got a tranny in the White House. Yes. and she said it so matter-of-factly that uh-huh. it's. It was one of those I things did. where inside the Beltway in Washington D.C., everybody mm-hmm. knows. Believe me, this is not. Um, it's not a big deal; they just kind of brush it yeah. off and move on. It was a wink and a nod. They couldn't a, believe that it worked. It was very much like the Harvey Weinstein talk because every,
1: everybody knew that Harvey Weinstein was a, was a scumbag. Everybody knew what he was doing with these young these young women who wanted to make a career in Hollywood. Everyone knew what was going on yep. and it was just kind of a you know that little roll of the eye. well,
0: we've already got that going on, yep. you know? and, whole, <laughs> they, Yeah, you know and you know what? A lot of times, and you know, I'm glad you brought up Weinstein. We've never really talked about him. Um, and I'm, I, the term casting couch goes back yeah, to the days of theater. Okay, it's not a new term. But Harvey Weinstein was a sick troll from Billy Goat's gruff. He was a disgusting human being. The only reason he got any attention from women was because of his power in the Hollywood system and his wealth. That was it. Other than that, if you put him, just, you know, regular Joe Schmo guy, no, you're not going to have anything to do with him. But even though there were plenty of women that would be willing to be with him, he was married, you know, that wasn't what he wanted. He wanted to control and dominate every person. And he did. He was a bully at heart. And I thought to myself when it came out, Mark, the whole Me Too movement was filled with, with the wrong people. Rose McGowan, wrong person. To mm. come back and say, every the reason she was the wrong person is that she her career took off after the bad things happened. Okay, after yeah. her monster did her in by threat, you know, she, her career went better, it took off. It was only when her career started to falter that she blamed Harvey for everything. And she, by the way, she also blamed others that I had a real problem with. Um, Robert Rodriguez is one that Rose McGowan mm. blamed, it, yeah, because. Robert Rodriguez was working on a movie as a director and Harvey, it was Harvey Weinstein was the, his company was financing the thing. Rose McGowan was hired. Rose McGowan and Robert Rodriguez ended up in a relationship. Robert Rodriguez. I don't know if he was married when the relationship began, but I know he was divorced after it. Mm. And she made it sound like he threatened, you know, that he controlled her. Yeah. And when she said that, I went, Wait, a minute, you broke up a marriage. You knew the guy was married or just coming out of a marriage and you still hopped it. Well, you yeah. don't get to pull that on everybody. That's why she was damaged goods in that. And she said, and she acted like she was the hero. She came out and named Harvey Weinstein, but it was years. It was 20 years after silence. You know, she was paid off. Go away. Don't say anything. And she took it. But eventually that became a lie. And she did start speaking when her career was in the toilet she started speaking out, but you took the money for 10 years. I was thinking it was 10 years of silence. So for 10 years, the Harvey Weinstein abused women because you kept your mouth shut and now you want to be the hero. No way. Mm, The real hero, Seth MacFarlane. Remember, I'm not, ai mean, Seth MacFarlane is an interesting guy. I do think he's funny uh, because I have a really bent sense of humor. Okay. Uh, (laughs) But when he was announcing, I think it was the Academy award winners and he announced, yeah, um, and he he dropped a verbal bomb on Harvey Weinstein and nobody picked up that ball and ran with it. They let it mm-hmm. sit there. But when Harvey finally got, when it came time for tar- Harvey's comeuppance, that was one of the things they pulled out. And I can't remember the comment now, but it was. Something,
1: something like you, don't know, you no longer have to pretend to like Harvey Weinstein. Right. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah, yeah, the
0: winners are the nominees. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Man. that's right. <laughs> that was and crazy. For, and I will tell you that I remember when people would discuss Harvey and so all well, the women, they volunteered for it. you know they knew what they were doing. They went to his room or they knew this. I thought that same thing until I actually looked into it. And bef- I'm thankful no, yeah. I never said anything out loud until I did investigate because I'm you and I were talking about it. And I remember saying, Mark, we're in radio in Alabama and we've heard about <laughs> Harvey Weinstein <laughs> and what he is. So, Yes. it's not like we've got these yep. huge connections to Beverly Hills. You know, the nine Oh two one Oh is not talking to us on a regular basis, but we no. know who yeah. he is. So we don't have woman, correspondence in Hollywood. They don't no, call us. No, no. we <laughs> pretend we're in now live from Hollywood. It's the Mark and <laughs> man show. I mean, there's the thing is, is that when I listened and there was one woman in particular, that really, I mean, I knew that he was abusive. I knew he was, there's no way this tool is not, you just know, you know, men, you know, yeah. when you're around some men, you know, they're not good to their wife or their children yeah. in behind yeah. closed doors, you know, it and as a man, you sense this and you tend to avoid those cats. Harvey Weinstein, I was always a little weirded out about because he had the wife and kids, you know, he had the trophy wife who married him for his money and power and all that. But you know what? He had a big personality and that attracts people too. It's not, yeah. you know, he, he was a big, big guy anyway. Harvey Weinstein, there was this model, and it was in New York City, and he tried to make it sound like that every woman who came to his room was there because they wanted to be there and knew what they were getting into. Right. And I was still in the mindset of looking into it at the time before I jumped to a conclusion, and there was an audio tape um, of a woman in New York who, she was a model, and English was not her first language. She's a beautiful young woman, but when I say English wasn't her first language, I'm saying that to point out that she wasn't going to star as a mainstream A-list actress in a movie because her accent was very thick. Yeah, She yeah. could play certain parts, but she was a beautiful young model. Harvey uh, lures her to the room, you know, and she won't go in. Now she had already had one meeting that made her very, very uncomfortable and told her manager and her manager said, you need to go to the police. That that's not mm. acceptable. He can do, yeah. he can't do that. So she did. Police said, "Well, you're going to meet with him again." And she said, "Well, he wants to." And she said, they said, "Okay, wear a wire." So she did. They wired her up for this next meeting and it was a brunch or whatever at his hotel in New York City. And he was in a robe and trying to get her to come into his room. And I listened to this tape, okay? And hearing this young woman and she's begging to not be taken advantage of. And Weinstein is doing everything from trying to sweet talk her in. Look, just come inside. I'm wearing my robe. I can't come out here. and Maybe come into my room. You're embarrassing me. I stay here at the hotels. Everybody knows me. Come on, just come in here. Yeah. Do you have she i I was raised differently than that. I'm, I was not raised to go into a man's hotel room by him, by myself. I'm not going to do it. And she kept playing that. Okay. Yeah. And she was, she was staying to, he tried bullying. He tried the sweet talk. He tried the threat. Look, if you don't come in here, you're just not worth my time. You're embarrassing me, you know? And, and she wouldn't do it. She said, please don't make me do it. Just go put some clothes on. Let's go meet in the restaurant. She was making reasonable requests and he wouldn't stop. He would not stop. And it was when I heard him on that tape and pictured my daughter Haley at the time was the same age as that girl. And I wow. thought, yeah, that's what he was doing to somebody's daughter. It wasn't my daughter this time. She was every man's daughter, and that tape showed me everything I needed to know about Harvey Weinstein. And maybe want to go to where he was and just take him out in the back and teach him what a man really is. Because, mm. man, it was bad, Mark. I could, and yeah. and thankfully she didn't, you know. But all I could think of was all the women that were seeking that opportunity. Plenty of women are willing to sleep with dudes to get ahead. There are, I mean. That line is as long as the line of women that won't. Mm-hmm. But those women who were abused in those situations by people like Harvey Weinstein or the other members of the uh, Church of Scientology and Danny Masterson, oh, you
1: know, no. yeah.
0: these people, there is a special place for them. And it's not in jail, it's beyond jail. But anyway, I just know that if you and I knew what kind of scumbag Harvey was, why didn't Hollywood deal with it while they were pointing their bony finger of righteous indignation at people like Mark and I, the conservative Christian white guys. We've been blamed for everything yet. You had rich white guy in your midst who you had a right and a reason to go after. And you chose not to because he was the guy hiring people. Mm. And knowing the story of Harvey Weinstein,
1: we also know this is true of people in politics the yes. power the control things like that and they they have they have really weird kinky bizarre private lives and they keep yeah. them completely under wrapped because most of america would say that guy no no right. we're not voting for him yeah and which is why joan rivers raised an eyebrow wow. and said oh we've had we've already got that in the white yeah. house because it's kind of an inside in inner circle yeah we already
0: know this is going on thing it's a known thing yeah you're, and they look like markets them against us it's their yeah. game is to prevent us from finding out the real story about washington dc and as long as they prevent the people back home knowing what's really going on they can keep getting reelected. that's the yeah. game they play how do we yeah. break that game because right now Fetterman should be out of office mm-hmm. um feinstein should be out of office the president should be in prison yeah. how and yet all these people, no and by the way, three people I just mentioned are three people who are going to be going after Donald Trump. Yeah. If they can't it, get him in Atlanta, they'll get yeah. him someplace else. These are the people yeah. that are signing off on that stuff. The same people that keep them in office are trying to prevent him from getting back in. I'm telling hmm. you, Mark, this is a messed up system. It's getting very close to the Second Amendment time of why there wow. is a Second Amendment. We've got a governor yeah. out in New Mexico claiming she has a constitutional right to ban weapons, to take <laughs> weapons to prevent people from having weapons in right. New Mexico. Uh, Gotta be honest with you, friends. New Mexico has always had Democrats in power. Always has. It's because of the there. It's a very diverse area. Um, not just white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. You know, not just the WASP, but you've got Native Americans, true Native Americans. You've got multiple tribes represented. Uh, we're talking Navajo, Hopi. There, and they all have been done wrong. Okay. You've yeah. got them, and you've got the Spaniards who have a regalness with Spain. You've got that generationally and you've got Hispanics from Mexico. From it, it's it, like it's a multicultural, and so the Democrats tend to appeal to that because they're be- even though the Republicans are much more free, the Republicans are much more open to vast differences. Uh, the Democrats have done a better job selling themselves as yeah. the party yeah, yeah, that yeah. cares. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they're not. Well, but well, I mean, when the this- news media is in your corner. They'll they'll help perpetuate your lie and
1: keep repeating the lie until everybody believes it. And that's the big problem is the reason that we have people in D.C., then people in state government and people in all of these different positions at all levels of government who are not are not holding themselves to the standards of our constitution or or our state constitutions, but believe themselves to be above those things and beyond those things is because people aren't paying attention and they're uninformed. And it's one of the reasons we started doing this podcast is to inform people about what's going on in the current presidential election. Of course, we talk about all kinds of stuff here, but that's been the focus.
0: Yeah. There was a uh, thing on CNN, um, anchor Poppy Harlow. Yeah. Um, Poppy Harlow actually whipped out the New Mexico constitution yesterday, Mark, um, to ask governor, uh, Michelle Lewin, um, what empowers her to suspend gun rights. Mm. Now remember, this is CNN and this is a Democrat governor. Yep. A lot of the anchors you see on CNN or Fox or news nation or name the network. Um, they have people who are attorneys. Okay. Who host the shows. And the reason is they might not be like a practicing attorney, but they went to law school and there are, by the way, Hundreds of thousands of non-practicing lawyers who have a, D, a JD, you know, they've got their yeah. because you have, yeah. to, you pretty much have to be a political science major. You don't have to be. I take that back. Many people who uh, go to law school are political science majors. So they're educated in the very things that you need to talk about as an anchor on a news network dealing with politics, um, which means if they have any character at all and believe in the constitution, it's going to come up at weird times. I would never expect CNN to hold any Democrats feet to the fire on anything ever. So for poppy, you know, to to whip this out and actually say to the governor, you claim a constitutional right. You don't have the federal one. We know that But you're claiming a a constitution. So it's gotta be the state, right? The New Mexico. So here's the New Mexico constitution. Um, (laughs) Where in this do you pull this? Could you show me? (laughs) And by the way, this now I would have done this too, Mark. I would have pulled that, I would have said, but also, can you show me, can you show me in your state constitution where the 16th amendment gave the government any additional taxing power? Because <laughs> the 16th amendment doesn't do that. The actual process, yeah. the way it was told by the Supreme Court five times between 1915 and 1921 if your income was not taxable prior to ratification of the 16th amendment, it is not taxable. Now it's not taxable after it. And, uh, yet they've enforced it with a gun and a badge and taking our stuff. Another big, and by the way, any person in Congress that doesn't know that is an idiot. Mm. Yeah. And which means they're all idiots because most of them don't know the truth about anything. That's just another thing that they know they can get away with because people are ignorant. Yes, And, that's
1: it's what we go back to time and time again people get their information from the evening news and from yeah. CNN <laughs> the airport network and uh, that's where they get all of their information they don't know what's really going on they don't know the facts now I've seen um, I've seen in the last couple of days that there are a lot of people who think that this thing happening in New Mexico is a trial balloon it's mm. a it's a test to see how far they can push you know the Overton window how far can they push it right and they're and this happens from time to time. If you, wa- if you watch politics, you realize that politicians who want more power will push as hard as they can, as far as they can to find out where the people are going to push back. Right. And then they back up a little bit from that point. And I think that's happened in New Mexico is they they probably told her, look, we'll take care of you. Well, here's here's your talking points. Here's mm-hmm. your script. This is how you justify it. This is the whole nine yards. Declare a health emergency and that guns are a problem for health in the people of your state. Let's try this out and see what happens. And she yeah. did. And <laughs> the well, blowback yeah. is happening.
0: And because you've got the police that are saying we're not enforcing this order. Mm-hmm. This is re- mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that the gun violence. OK, just so we are all clear here. Gun violence rarely happens from somebody who has a gun legally, you know, if right. concealed, that has a concealed carry permit or anything. Cause I'm going to be honest. Um, I've seen people in my life that I know they probably don't have a social security card. They're not worrying about a pistol permit. Okay. Right. They're yeah. not, they have <laughs> guns, but they're not worrying about the brand of the last time it was cleaned. Right. They're yeah. worried about how many, how, you know, and that's the part that keeps They're not responsible missed. gun owners. No. no. <laughs> They're, They're not responsible Americans. They're just With thieves the, and criminals. They're the ones who laws, have guns. More laws will not
1: stop people who don't abide by the law. That's just what it amounts to. If you're somebody who ignores the law anyway, another law doesn't mean anything to you anyway. And
0: that's where and so, on Poppy Harlow was talking yeah. to the governor. And she, uh, the governor basically said... That the police, um, that anybody who stood up against her, that they were using NRA talking points. She yeah, used that term uh because they yeah. try to minimize they try to make it like nobody really believes what they're saying. They're taking their money from the NRA and they're just respouting. It's like, wait a minute, do not project onto me what you yourself <laughs> are doing. And that's what they do. Which is projection, by yes, the way. Yes, <laughs> everything these idiots, yeah, but Mark, everything the Democrats do like that is what they're already doing. They project yeah. it onto you or me. Like Okay. The war on women is the war on women really from the Republican party or is it from the Democrat party that wants to allow men to play women's sports and beat them? Where's your war on women? Okay. When you have a man with a little guy taking showers with little, with the girls because he claims he's a woman or identifies as a woman. And you're pushing that point so that I have to say to my 14 year old daughter, I'm sorry. Uh, yet this is the law. Yeah. You, you have to obey the law when you have, that's the Democrats. That's not freedom. Yeah. That's tyranny. That's why we go to war. People fight wars over this stuff. And the Democrat party is now directly opposed to the majority of people in the United States. The sad mm-hmm. reality is a lot of people who vote for the Democrat party are either dead or, you know, they're, <laughs> I mean, Mark, we know this to be a fact. They've yes, got it, they've got people voting that do, are not alive or don't exist. Uh, we actually need to get this out in the open and just get it squared away. You're going to tell me we can't find people in every community in America today that won't stand up and volunteer. I'll count. I volunteer to go count votes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just make sure it's at my precinct where there's <laughs> like 18 of us that vote there. I'd like to get that one. <laughs> I'll tell you something. If I bet there are 18
1: people that vote at your precinct, but there's probably probably 150 on the rolls and probably 75 of them are dead or never yeah. lived there. Right. Cause that's what we're finding right now. Like, there's And you mm-hmm. brought this up and now I don't have it in front of me. So I can't remember the guy's name. It's not on my screen. So I don't, uh, you know, yeah. I, So Sorry. but there's, a, there's a guy who was in, who was looking into something as, as part of the course after an election to mm-hmm. check, okay, let's go back and double check these things. Right. He found out someplace, uh, I, I wanted to say it was someplace in, in, Oh, Wisconsin, I think, where a particular district had seven thousand votes Mm -hmm. for a candidate, and there were only forty five hundred registered voters there. And it happens in place, in place, in place across the country. This kind of stuff. Oh, but it's not widespread. No,
0: it's not. It's just everywhere. It's just everywhere (laughs) that they need to win and
1: can't. You know, it's It's everywhere the (laughs) Democrats are in charge of the of the election process. All right,
0: everywhere. Mark coming up. uh, Believe it or not. Um, there are, there are some crazy things happening in the world today as we speak, you and I try to get them covered, but, uh, it's like, no matter where we start, no matter where we start, we always end up back at square one, which is our duty to our God and our country, you know, it's to be square and obey the law of the pack. We must form our own pack, the Mark and Mac pack. And the uh, thing is, I can't, my fingers don't work, you know, like arthritis and stuff, so I can't like do this. <laughs> yeah. I can't do oh, any yeah. message with them. I was going to do like okay. the scout we'll Honor you, thing. It's all right. We'll get you a patch. Well, <laughs> yeah. I thought, you know what? <laughs> Fetterman, the way Fetterman was oh. moving his fingers, you know, <laughs> yeah. I could just take a still photo of that and print that off as a GIF or whatever
1: yeah i saw that happen and i thought is he is he trying to tell us is he is he mocking this person is it is this his mocking response like oh i'm supposed to be shocked and scared about this that's kind of what i thought he was trying to do and and it hit me you know what that may be what he was trying to do oh i'm supposed to be shocked and scared about this whole inquiry i just wanted to hear him say putting
0: on the (laughs) wrist
1: A ranger station.
0: I'd like to report a bear hug.
1: Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update! I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester
0: it is the mark and mac podcast good to have you with us we appreciate it tell a friend you know mark back in the day you and i watched american idol because we had so many people from birmingham in the first few years that were on it yeah Yeah. it was kind of tough to avoid um but it was kind of cute watching Q is the wrong term. Anyway, it was an exciting time for us in Birmingham because we, even though we had people on there we didn't know personally, they were like when uh, the Velvet Teddy Bear, Ruben Stuttered, remember yeah, the I, big yeah. old guy? And um, he was uh, the 205, the area code. Uh, mm-hmm. He was wearing that shirt. It became a big thing back in the day. Uh, I say that because that was a show in that moment that our community was all about. Everybody seemed to, I say everybody, it it just seemed like many of us were watching it. It was a great time for us. I realized later on, because I kind of assumed we're all into it. Everybody is. And while there were a lot, not everybody was. Um, And the reason I said it is just kind of funny because Mark was, uh, we were talking. Mark mentioned something to me about Harvey Weinstein and uh, uh, Patrick Warburton actor from Mm -hmm. Seinfeld or many movies, voiceover work, uh, Yeah, that's phenomenal. But how Harvey Weinstein ripped him off. And I was just thinking that, um, when we were watching an episode of American idol and there was a girl on there, her name was Pia, something beautiful, had a beautiful voice and she made it to the top 10 and like got voted off like number eight or whatever. And it was when we were watching the show, but it was probably like season seven or eight, right in that zone of where we were, uh, three or four years of being excited about it is one thing, but now we got don't it. even have anybody from our area on there. Yeah. Oh, why bother? And yeah. um, anyway, I remember that when she got voted off, and people just went crazy around. You know, something's wrong. This has got to be rigged. You know, mm. and it got even Tom Hanks. Uh, he and his wife had been watching it. You know, and he tweeted about it or something. Oh, I can't believe the. You know, if if she's going to be voted out, really, she's the best one out there, and now I'm never going to watch it again, kind of thing or no, my reason for watching is gone or whatever. I remember thinking if people would only get that excited about the presidential election or politicians that represent <laughs> us in something important, we were excited about people who represented our area that were on a singing competition. That was yeah. purely opinion based. If they're going to move along or not feel like yeah. their backstory and we would get all jammed up about it when somebody got voted off or whatever, but yeah. we don't get that serious about our own voting for president or for mm-hmm. you know even the city council when you look at the ballot stuffing at a local level which does happen yeah it's just frustrating mark it really is I was just thinking about when you when we were watching it and we knew about the show and uh, i had a friend in north carolina uh, in garner north carolina and his name was scott honeycutt and it was years later when uh, scotty mccreary um was on and won and scotty mm-hmm. actually was from garner north Carolina. And I was watching things online about the community of Garner. My buddy Scott was involved. He's involved in theater there. So he was involved in organizing a lot of the viewing parties to cheer Scotty on and all that. Right. And he, Scotty had done plays as a child at their theater. And so they knew him and they had this big, you know, home remember that they would go home and do like a concert, or, you know, an appearance or whatever, right. uh, yeah, the yeah. final three. And anyway, They were so excited about it, but that was their first year. We had been going through it from almost the very beginning, (laughs) after the second season with Ruben, our community, and we were on it for the next five years, but they never really got part of it because they didn't have anybody they could feel was their own. And when Scotty and McCreary did, then they finally got to experience what we had experienced here on a small, on a local level. And it was just exciting to watch. And so I was talking to him back then, and he was like, I, now I understand why you guys were so excited all the time. He's like, I could never figure it out, but it really is cool that you're cheering on somebody you know, somebody you could see at the Dixie Mart, you know, or at the mall or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, it's yeah. just interesting how we get all caught up in something like that that lasts for a season, but we can't get that. Ig- I mean, we know all about when Scotty McCreary chipped his tooth on his Viral sled when he was watching, uh, wow. you know, the, the cone heads. And, but we don't know who our congressperson is. Yeah.
1: Or we don't know where somebody did or did not go to college. Yes. We don't know, you know, uh, we don't think <laughs> the, the, like the Sergeant ghost, Schultz, Mark. Yeah. The ghost student at Harvard, you know, the, wow. the, the, the one who's registered for all these things and nobody who went there ever saw him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Things oh, like that. We don't know about that. And I and forgot a lot about that, Mark. Do, when we do lit we do hear about those things that we say, let me go look that up. What we see in response is, Oh yeah, that's just that's just a rumors, internet rumors, that's conspiracy theory stuff. And like I said a couple of weeks ago, I'd like some new conspiracy theories, please. Mine have all come true. Because <laughs> you know <laughs> I have just gotten to that point now where it's like if you bring up something I
0: think is outlandish, I go, hmm. It's probably true. (laughs) Wow. Well, you know, we're coming up on the 60th anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And uh, yesterday, have you seen the story? Yeah. About the bullet. (laughs) Well, now you got this old guy who was there. You know, you got Mm -hmm. people who are actually there that have been keeping a lid on things forever. And now the two
1: secret service agents who were on the back bumper. Yeah.
0: And they're going to be dead. So they know, look, I've lasted this long. Old age is going to get me so I can say what I want think about it. I mean, if they, had, if they're a secret, if they're 25 or 30 in 1963, that puts them in their late eighties, early nineties now. So yeah. just saying, we're going to actually yeah, hear some truth, here. but now they're going to blow it. I'll say, well, you know, Dave, um, he said for 50 years, nothing happened that it was Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald. Are you really going to mm-hmm. believe after he started talking his happy pills, you're going to believe him now? It's like, why don't you tell you what? Why don't you get Buzz Aldrin to talk about the uh, aliens he saw on the moon and the reason we don't go back there. You know? Okay. So that's how they're <laughs> going to spin it all, Mark. Yeah, they are. Yeah.
1: I thought it was interesting. I saw the, I saw the story pop, pop up and I, and I, whoa, I just dropped everything and just dug into it because I had not long ago had heard Mike, uh, Mike Rowe interview the other guy who was, uh, on the oh, back yeah? bumper, you yeah. know, and that other guy whose, his name is gone now. Mm-hmm like i said it's not on my matter. screen i can't remember yeah. you know doesn't but, matter. <laughs> that he's his thing is that he's just now recently put together a book about his time because he was the guy who who went everywhere with jackie so okay. so he was the he was a secret earth save, service agent assigned to jackie and uh and uh the she when she crawled out across because she, she rem- remember in the in the video mm-hmm. uh, yeah. or in the movie she, she crawls up. out yeah. She, she crawls out across the rear deck lid Mm -hmm. and he he come, he comes to her. That was the Mm -hmm. other guy. Right. And what he's done now is he's put together this picture book. So you can buy this book of his times with her as a secret service agent in all the different places they went. And there were people taking pictures the whole time. And this, so that's what he's got going on now. The other guy said, Oh yeah, I found a bullet. So it's so, like so you got one guy says, so these are my memories of my time with Jackie. The other guy says, "Oh yeah, I found a bullet. <laughs> and, and so what I thought I didn't know of. That. This
0: is new to he, me. I didn't, I haven't heard. Now I got to go look it up. I know. What's that? I've read. No, I've, I, I said he found a bullet. I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh, so this is, I thought this is what you were talking about. No, I I was no. actually making a joke. I,
1: yeah, I, he I, said I, that as that, uh, as he, as he came up the rear deck lid in that little space on the back of the back yeah. seat. Right. where it meets the trunk lid, there yeah. was a bullet laying there. And he picked it up, put it in his pocket, because he knew if he didn't, that somebody, some photographer, some reporter, somebody would say, ooh, and they would snag it, and it would be gone. He put it in his pocket, and at the hospital, he put it on Kennedy's stretcher with, with the body of the president so that they could you know, put all the pieces together. And he's never told anybody about that since then.
0: The magic but bullet. now he is. The pristine yeah. bullet that was on the stretcher that they claim went yes. through Kennedy's back. Broke yes. a rib, broke his wrist, came yes. out the wrist, went into uh, Governor yes. Connolly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So he found wow. it laying on the back, on the top of the back seat, at the edge of the back seat. Well,
0: I know we're getting yeah. towards the end of our podcast,
1: yes. but I will tell <laughs> you one thing, Mark. One thing. One minutes.
0: <laughs> one thing. One thing. On November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, when John and Fitzgerald Kennedy was murdered, I believe a coup took place. And I believe it's backed up by the events that happened because you can't judge it based on what events were going on before it. It's after what happened after. And whenever there's a murder, you know, I do a lot of crime reporting. The first thing you do when you're looking for suspect who benefited the most by this murder. I mean, Mm -hmm. if it's, you know, when a spouse is murdered, you look at the other spouse because, you know, life insurance or whatever, that's who you're looking at. And motive and opportunity. Those are look at who had the motive and who had the opportunity and who had the grudge. You look for those certain things, and all of a sudden, it comes; it becomes crystal clear who was in charge. It wasn't just one person who fired a gun from the sixth floor of the schoolbook depository who said he was a patsy. Mark, do you really <laughs> think that a man, a Marine, trained by the Marine Corps as a spy, trained in Russia, in Russian, the language, that... This man could leave our country, go to the former Soviet Union, immigrate there, denounce his American citizenship, be given a Soviet Union citizenship card, marry the daughter of a Russian colonel, get a job and an apartment and everything else in the Soviet Union, then turn around and come back to the United States of America with his Russian bride. Moved to Dallas and nobody talks to him from the government. A man who renounced his citizenship at the height of the Cold War. Oh, by the way, what happened six months after Lee Harvey Oswald arrived in the former Soviet Union? Six months after he arrived, Francis Gary Powers was shot down in the U-2 spy plane at 100,000 feet that nobody even knew existed. Lee Harvey Oswald knew it existed because Mm. of the training he got when he was serving in Tokyo in the Marines. Wow. Six months after he landed. Yeah, so I'm still waiting for the egg, the exit interview. How do you allow this man at the height of the Cold War who actually threw away his American citizenship, married a Russian girl, then came back and gets a job in Dallas and his handler, DeMorne Shield, a uh, CIA buddy and the best friend of George W. Bush in college. I mean, it's all right there, friends. Or George H.W. Wow. Bush, I apologize. It's all right nice. there clear as on your face. I feel like we're Willy Wonka and the kid is handing back the Gobstopper. That's what I feel like right now. Get me, you wow. know, Mark, get me the orange guys. We need them. We need the Oompa Loompas right here to clean up this mess. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow with more conspiracy theories because the old ones are just getting worn out. I'm kidding. We never
1: walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head.